Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hey friends, it's Melvin. I hope that you're doing well. So we're actually on break from the Selling the Couch podcast, but I hope that you enjoyed this podcast conversation from our archives. In the meantime, if you are thinking about creating an online course, I know that many of us may be thinking about that right now in the midst of the pandemic and in a post-pandemic world, whether it's just to diversify our income uh, beyond therapy work or Uh, just to feel like we have a bigger message to share and we want to be able to share that in a different way uh, beyond just our geographic area. If all of that sounds awesome and you've been thinking about creating an online course, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide. Uh, I launched my first online course back in 2015 to a $297 first sale and through a lot of just hard work and uh, a lot of trust in colleagues to purchase the course. We've now had over 275 of our colleagues purchase the Healthcasters podcasting course, and I've learned a ton about what it takes to launch, grow, and scale a podcasting course and a course in uh, in general. And uh, that guide just has a lot of helpful information to help you get started. We're also launching something called Online Course School. This is a live cohort experience, so meaning that this isn't like a digital course on courses, although eventually it will have that, but this is more of a live experience where we therapists can gather over the course of six to eight weeks. And what I will do is I will teach you everything that I know about how to launch and grow a successful online course. We'll start with your idea and how to validate your online course. We'll then work through what your lessons and modules and all of those different things will look like. We'll actually take time and and actually do exercises to get those down. We'll come up with your course title and your subtitle uh, in a way that your students are excited to want to purchase that course. And then we'll talk about actually how to record and market your course as well. And you'll be joined with others in community and you'll have an accountability buddy and a bunch of really awesome stuff. And uh, if any of that sounds awesome, I encourage you to download again the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's session. Have a great rest of your day. 
Hello, hello, welcome to session 168 of Selling the Couch. Hope you are having a fantastic start to your day. So this episode will actually be the last episode, well, of July, but I'm actually going to take the month of August off. Uh, starting this year, what I've been trying to do is basically do three months of podcast episodes and then take a month off just to focus on self-care and make sure that I'm pacing myself because I want to be doing this podcast for a long time. So today's session is a solo episode and it's actually based on a question that I've been pondering a lot about. We are actually having a great conversation about this topic in the STC community, which you can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. But the question is, how much is enough in our business and how do we realize or when do we realize we have reached that point where we say, you know, we've reached our goals with our business. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. But before we get to today's episode, well, let me tell you a little bit of background. This episode, the reason I think I've been pondering this a lot is we have some news. Uh, We have a little one coming in the fall. It'll be our first. And so as we transition to being parents, I think a lot about both balancing work with family. As you guys know, when I first started inside the couch, it was based on this idea of how do I and how can I help you guys and how can I serve you in creating a business that's focused around loved ones and where the goal is not just to work all hours of the day and, and what would that look like? And While that sounds really nice in theory, there's a lot of things that we have to weigh in. Today's episode, I hope, gives you a little bit of clarity and helps you start thinking about what success might look like or what enough might look like in your business. I always struggle with episodes like this because, one, I feel like I have no idea what success even looks like and what enough is for me. And this is a topic I'm very much learning, but I also just believe in being honest and transparent in terms of what I'm learning and just being on my own business journey. So with the baby coming, what I've realized since we found out is that my life is going to change and that my business is going to change. So for example, I'm not going to be able to dedicate the time and the hours, at least initially, likely long term that I am uh, now. And I suppose that I could keep the the pace of what I'm doing. And to be honest, it has crossed my mind to maybe wake up a little earlier or do all those kind of things. But as I mentioned, I've always strived to build a business around my family. And this sounds wonderful in theory, but to be honest, it's been hard. The entrepreneurial part of me wants to 
build things and build and build more things, build more courses and write a book and continue to build, you know, content for the blog, all of those things. But the wise man or wise man, (laughs) wise mind part of me realizes that the more you build a business, the more sacrifice that comes with it. And in today's episode, what I simply want to share is three just insights or three things that I'm sort of weighing as I try to figure out what enough looks like in my business. So the three points, I'll go over them and then we'll go really deep into them. So the first one is no one can determine enough, what enough is except you. The second one is enough is realizing that building additional products and services in our businesses come with sacrifice in other realms of our life. And then three is enough is realizing that our self-worth is not tied to business success. So we'll tackle number one, which is no one can determine uh, what enough is except you. I notice this a lot of times, especially in online communities and even in the STC community, there's usually at some point questions around, you know, how many clients do you see in a week or things like that. And what I realize is there's just a range of different things. So some folks see clients maybe for half a day, a couple of times a week. Maybe others, it's like they have a full-time job and they actually just have one day where they dedicate to seeing clients. For others, private practice is their full-time gig. And so they're seeing clients multiple times a week. And what I've realized in this process is that we're the only ones that can determine what private practice and what our business will look like. So for those of you guys that are listening, maybe some of you, you're meant to build a large-scale group practice and that's always been your vision and that's where you're headed. Maybe some of you guys are meant to stay in a modest solo practice or maybe it's going to be a busy solo practice, whatever that is, right? And maybe some of you guys, and this is what I'm sort of realizing with my career is maybe that I actually only see a handful of clients and then I have some sort of more passive income streams to offset um, needing income, of course. And, you know, this part, I say this with a lot of love, but, you know, I think one of the trends that I see in our our field is that there's a lot of shaming and not like, ha ha ha, you're not seeing enough clients kind of shaming, but more like a very subtle shaming around um, if we don't see an X number of clients or we don't work an X number of days in as private practice clinicians, somehow we are not acceptable or we're not considered like a private practice clinician. And what I realized in all of this is that, and I have actually been guilty of this too, to be honest. And what I've been realizing about myself is that when I make those assumptions, I fail to see that people's lives and circumstances are all different, right? So for example, if you knew that I was in private practice, uh, I was only seeing maybe a half day or a full day of clients once a week versus you knew that I was seeing a half day or full day of clients and I was actually going through chemo, would that make a difference, right? And so the reality is, you know, we don't build businesses in isolation and life often happens and health things happened. And, you know, we have things like caring for loved ones and all of these different things. And I think as I have read emails and just corresponded with colleagues, what I realize is 
private practice looks different for everyone because life doesn't stop. So the second point is, enough is realizing that building additional products and services comes with sacrifice. So this comes in sacrifice in terms of time away from loved ones. So for example, maybe this is something that I've actually weighed a lot. At some point, I would love to write a book. And I realized that maybe writing a book means that I am going to be doing some sort of speaking and actually love speaking. And I don't know, this is so nerdy, but I used to do like sermon competitions and debate competitions when I was growing up. And I just remember being so excited to do them. And I know that speaking is something that is something that I have a passion for. But the thing I'm weighing is, does you know, doing speaking usually means going to conferences, and usually those conferences are outside of the city of Philadelphia. So then that would mean time away from family. And I really enjoy time with my family. I enjoy sleeping in my own bed every night. And so what does that look like, right? Is that a dream that is going to be a for now, no dream? Or is it a forever no dream? Or is it going to be something that's somewhere in the in between? So building additional products and services comes in terms of sacrifice away from loved ones. It comes in terms of just mental space. I know that many of us struggle with this, which is we have this um, very entrepreneurial and very creative part of us. And sometimes it's very hard to turn off that entrepreneurial mind or whenever we are, for example, in the presence of loved ones. So practically, this could mean um, you're supposed to be spending time with your significant other or a close friend. And what you're noticing is you're looking down at your phone to see if you got an email or you're noticing if somebody's responded to a comment that you made on a Facebook business page or something like that, right? Building additional products also and services also comes in terms of stress. This is something that I've realized that a lot of times, especially in this online space, we see the things that people are creating, but we don't often see the sacrifice that has come with it. And we don't often see the sacrifice that that is actually present as they're building something out. You know, I've actually realized this with two things that I've done. So, you know, in 2015, I launched my first e-course, which is Healthcasters, which is a, a course in a community for health, wellness, and fitness podcasters. And I remember when I first launched my course, I would think, I would see these entrepreneurs and I would think, man, they're having some amazing success with e-courses and how are they doing this? And and so I launched mine and and I definitely did not have the high level of success that others were having. In fact, it's been a journey, a very slow and deliberate journey since 2015. Even getting healthcasters, we're actually up to, as I record this, like 167 members, which is just wonderful. But it has come with sacrifice, right? And so for me, like if I were to look at myself, I'd be like, wow, you have 167 members in your community that you started? You know, if I were to just look at it that way, I I would negate all of the other stuff, right? The, the sacrifice that came with it. And even the current stress of managing things like, you know, doing a launch for the e-course and all of those different things. 
And then the second thing I noticed is, you know, I launched a, an online directory to better connect helpers and healers earlier this year, um, the Selling the Couch directory, which you can check out at sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. But even with that, that directory has done really well. And as I record this, we've had over 500 of our colleagues join it. But again, it's come with a lot of time and sacrifice. And I've had to really struggle with setting boundaries on my time, making sure that I'm not spending time working and creating content for the the directory and the video library that comes with it to the point where I'm sacrificing time away from Susan, all of those different things. You know, one thing that has been just really inspiring for me during this whole process has actually been this book called The One Thing. And we're actually tackling this book as part of the STC book club in the STC directory community. And that book is all about, the subtitle of that book is, well, the book is The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. So these authors of this book are the ones that are the founders and co-founders of Keller Williams Realty. And so the premise of this book is, how do we figure out what the one thing is in our business, the thing that's going to lead to success, and how do we focus just on that one thing in a world where we are constantly distracted by various things. And as business owners, we're constantly distracted by various ideas. And so there's a great quote in there. And it's actually, I've hung it on my wall now, and I'm just going to read this to you. So this is from, again, from the book, The One Thing. And it says, work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. The other four balls, family, health, family, integrity, are made of glass. If you drop one of these, irrevocably scuffed, nicked, perhaps even shattered. I've been really close. Actually, I will, you know, actually admit I've probably scuffed the the family one. In fact, my health, when I launched SDC, I was actually in great health. And I'm, but for the first, I think, year and a half, two years, I don't think I realized the amount of stress that came with it. And I had actually gained um, over like 10 pounds from what I normally was. And I think I was just doing more stress eating and kind of things that I normally wouldn't do. And actually, this whole year, it's been a sacrifice and I mean, a process of trying to get back to my health and trying to do things. But friends, definitely for me, um, they're especially in the early days, I feel like I do a better job now, but I've had to say no to like hanging out with friends. Integrity, I would say I've tried to do my very best just to do things with integrity and honor. But, you know, one of the things is even I have struggled with, you know, focusing on business success to the point where I am at least considering, like, is this a thing that's coming from my heart? Is it a place of high integrity? Those kind of things. And so I wanted to share that quote with you because I think very easily. One of the discussions that was actually happening in the STC directory is this quote says work should be the rubber ball, right? And all of the other things should be glass balls, family, health, family, friends, and integrity. And how easy it is to make the assumption that family can be the rubber ball or our health can be the rubber ball, friends can be the rubber ball, or even integrity can be that rubber ball. And finally, number three is enough is realizing that our self-worth is not tied to business success. This is by far the one that I struggle with the most. And one of the things I really 
struggle with is that, you know, in theory, I understand this, that all of us build businesses because we're passionate about serving, about building things, and all of those different things. And it's really hard in the process of building, especially the nature of what we do and the fact that the overwhelming majority of us are very heart-centered people, that it's hard not to put your heart into the work that you do. And when you put your heart into something, your heart can definitely get hurt. And I have definitely felt that in multiple times. And it's something that I still continue to hold and struggle with. So I wanted to share two simple things that I've been trying to do just to help me not get so down when things don't go so well in the business. To be completely honest, there's been seasons with STC where it could be like something that happened in the STC community or someone asking for a refund on a product that I've created where you just like my heart sinks and I feel sad and Susan notices it. And I've been really working to figure out, you know, how do I sort of tease that out and not personalize it so much? Because of course it is personal to me, but if I keep personalizing it, at the end of the day, it's not really helping anyone. So the first thing I've been doing is I've been trying to do just a simple meditation as part of my morning routine. So right now what I do is I've been waking up at 4.40 a.m every morning. And I actually didn't start there. When I used to wake up around, I think 6.50 or 7 o'clock in the morning. And what I've been doing is just working in 15 minute intervals backwards to a point where now um, I wake up at at the 4.40. And I realized that that gives me a full seven hours and 40 minutes of sleep. But I think that sleep is going to change here in the next couple of months. But as I wake up and I, you know, brush my teeth and all of that stuff, and then I do exercise, watch a TED Talk, and then I do a simple morning meditation. And what I've been using is sometimes I'll just do it to just soothing background music. So I'll pull something up on YouTube. I've also used a couple of apps um, that have been really helpful for me. One is Headspace, and Headspace actually has like a 10-day free meditation thing. And so it'll guide you through this process. And that 10-day that meditation routine has been enormously helpful for me. There's also two other apps that I've used. What I tend to do is I actually alternate between apps or YouTube video or uh, YouTube like calming sounds. The other two are Stop, Breathe, and Think. And then the other, the last one is the Calm app. And so those are things that I try to just do. And I don't try to, initially what I was doing is I was doing a morning meditation and then just kind of calling it a day. But what I've been trying to do is doing just a quick kind of mindfulness check-in or even a quick meditation throughout the day so that I stay present focus. One of the things that I most struggle with is that a lot of times my mind goes to future tasks that need to be done, or this is becoming less, but it's definitely still something I struggle with, but, or I go back to past regrets and think about what I would have done differently. And neither of which is helpful when you consistently do it. And which is why a mindfulness or a morning meditation has been really helpful for me. The second thing I've done is just practicing and learning more about this concept of loving kindness. And the way to, that I think of loving kindness is a gentleness or just a friendliness toward ourselves. Many of us are 
just have a like a high internal critic. I know for me, I do. I'm I'm probably my hardest critic. And while that's been helpful in getting things done, it's also come at sacrifice. Um, just in terms of you know my own self worth and my, the doubts and fears that I have about my own success and what success looks like and all of that stuff. And and I've just been trying to be more gentle with myself and just more compassionate to myself, realizing that I don't have to have it all figured out. And sometimes uh, you throw things into the world or you share things into the world and it doesn't quite work out. And it's not an indication of my worth. This is definitely, again, the one I struggle the most with, particularly the relationship between monetary and how I feel about myself. So if I've hit a certain financial level, I feel great. But then there is this part of me, I'm like, oh, how do I sustain this? Right. And then there's also this other part of me when I don't hit a financial level, I feel awful about myself. So the second thing I wanted to point you related to loving kindness is actually some of the research that's been done by Emma Sapala. Um, she actually has a TED Talk, and then she has a website at emmasapala.com. And one of the articles that she actually wrote a couple of years ago is 18 Science-Based Reasons to Try Loving Kindness Meditation Today. So there's some really interesting stuff around loving kindness all the way from there's research in terms of decreasing migraines all the way to increasing emotional intelligence and all the way to increasing social connection and increasing things like compassion and empathy and bias toward others. Just really fascinating stuff. And I'll, I'll link here to that article just so that you can check it out. So um, as I wrap up, I just wanted to say, I wanted to hear from you. How do you know when enough is in what enough looks like in your business? And how will you know that we have achieved it or you have achieved it? Um, we're having a great conversation about this in the STC community and would love to have you join and just share your thoughts. Again, I'm not an expert on this and I feel like in many ways I'm learning, but I've always believed that especially in topics where we're all navigating things, it's a lot more fun, just in a lot more enlightening if we learn things together. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Show notes to today's episode can be found over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and dash 168. So sellingthecouch.com forward slash session dash 168. As we wrap up, uh, thank you so much for continuing to listen to this episode. It's just been a wonderful blessing to be able to serve you guys. As I release more of these podcast episodes, one, I realize how much I love podcasts and just getting to hear and just hear wonderful stories from colleagues about what they're doing in the world. And uh, I truly hope that this podcast has been just a wonderful source of support for you. We will be back in 
September. I forgot almost what month it is, but uh, we'll be back in September with new episodes and with the new family member as well, um, hopefully God willing. So as we wrap up, if you guys could finally just keep us in your thoughts and prayers as we make this transition into parenthood and especially for me as I navigate what business will look like with now being a dad. And I know for me, uh, what I most desire is just to be a good father. And so I know that there's going to be some changes with STC and the future of STC. Uh, just to be clear, STC is not going anywhere. I just think it's going to look very different and just uh, pr- uh, prayers and wisdom for what that will look like. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this replay episode. And again, just wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful Uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.